Welcome to the We Rock DM Podcast, your source for all things digital marketing. Join hosts Daniel Bissett and Trisha Olberg as they explore the latest trends and share their expertise on how to succeed in the digital age. Tune in for expert advice on search engine optimization, social media marketing, and content strategy. We make kick-ass stuff kick-ass. So join us and learn how to rock your digital marketing. Welcome to the We Rock DM podcast, where we make kick-ass stuff kick-ass uh, with your hosts, uh, Daniel Bissett, that's me, Patricia Olberg, that's she, as we delve into the world of digital marketing and all things web-related. It's time to make your kick-ass stuff even more kick-ass with the We Rock DM podcast. Today, we're meeting with our guest, Bree Stockwell and the Creative Minds Coach. Welcome, Bree. We're so glad to have you here. Thanks for having me. Super fun. Welcome, so this Bree. is round two for uh, for those that <laughs> don't know, because our, our first attempt was a total shambles on my part. <clears throat> my apologies, Bree. Thank you so much for actually coming and, and doing this again. I hope that we can make this uh, feel like we are not recooking the same book. It doesn't um, matter because I've forgotten. <laughs> I've decided to forget everything that you said the first time. <laughs> Right and truthfully, Perfect. this is what I tell my clients. I'm like, round two is almost always better. So it's going to be awesome. Plus, I get to see your faces again. So, so great. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, um, Brie, you know, one of the first things that I wanted to ask you today, uh, now that you've had a week to kind of um, think through some of the things we talked about, was uh, did you land on um, a special persona uh, over this last week that you think you should really target? And, and to recap, the persona that I was asking you to develop was based around whoever, whichever client uh, success story either made you the most money in the last year or gave you the most satisfaction or uh, provided you with the most rewarding feeling. Um, there are a lot of different motivators out there for your business. Money typically being like a, a prime mover, right? But it might not be the, the one thing that you want to focus on. So it's entirely up to you. But if you are to get more of the same type of client, who is that one client that you want lots and lots more of? Yeah. And you know, what's interesting and Trisha, this is a shout out to Trisha last week because she, um, I think she, you really had a good observation and I think I observed this about myself, which is I am my own best client. And actually, actually in all of the work that I do, I'm always my first client, which I love. I always, I actually always make myself my first client. I'm like, I think my people need this. Let me go do that work on myself and see how that is. So, um, so I always, I always am the client that I want to serve. And I love thinking about that. And, and I want to say, it's not like a selfish thing. Like this is all about me. This is like, I know my own head. I'm inside my own head. And that's really interesting. So because of that, um, 
I know that I just a little about me, like I know that I needed the well, the growth that I've done came from making a giant, you know, creative goal for myself. And what I learned through that is how to be like, how to be more confident, how to do so many different things and how to work through so many different things in the process. And if I could, like, I have been thinking about this because here's what Daniel's getting at is if you go to my website, (laughs) it's creativemindscoach.com. And you look on the front page right now, maybe by the time you hear this, it will be different, but it says, (laughs) What does it say? Turn your dreams into reality or something. And I'm like, Turn okay. Your creative dreams. Yeah. Cre- yes. Creative dreams. And, and the reason I have that on there is because I haven't figured out how to say all of this stuff. And I think the more I do this work, truthfully, the more we're in our businesses and the more we do the work and the more we get more clear, then we have this, these understandings. So um, I, I think this podcast conversation is super important for me right now because I'm feeling the pull to change this. So when you guys are like, this is not clear, I'm like, yeah. And it feels that way to me now, but I'm not quite sure where I want to go. So I want to serve creatives who want more confidence. And also I know how we do that is just by starting to do the things that are like a big project or a, or a some goal we're working towards. We don't need confidence to start it. We get confidence along the way. So all of that stuff, I have to figure out how to package into something. Right. So, into your marketing plan. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Brie, what, um, what's the TLDR about your company? Um, you know, the, the too long didn't read. And, and what I often try to get my clients to do um, when they summarize their, their business um, is pitch it to a 10 year old in about seven to 10 words. That's easy, right? <laughs> yeah. No, that is really <laughs> no, so hard. Yeah. So it is really let's hard. Imagine, yeah. Let's imagine you're speaking to a 10 year old right now. Oh, wait. Um, It's like that game. My daughter gave this to me for Christmas. It's called poetry for Neanderthals. You have to say short words with like, you know, yes, yes. It's just like this. (laughs) So do I imagine that you're 10 or (laughs) yeah, yeah. Uh That you're the 10 year old. I mean, okay. I'm the 10 year old. Okay. All right. All right. So, but I can say multi-syllable words here. Okay. So this is this. Yeah. So for anyone who's doing this, if you play along, this is actually kind of a fun game. So uh, let's see if I was pitching, if I was telling you about my business, because I want to tell you this whole story right now, Daniel, I was like ready to launch into my whole story, right? Um, but I don't know quite yet. And I don't know if this is quite what I want to do. But hang on what I what I want is um, what I think my business is about now is help. Uh, no, or who I serve is I help. Uh, no, hang on, gosh, this is really hard. It is really hard. Help creatives but- build confidence through goals. 
something that, like that. That is, is so Brie, I've been watching you go through this journey for a while and I know you have been trying to figure out this yes. thing for a yes. while. Like what is it exactly? How can I describe just like Daniel said to a 10 year old, very short and precise. What is it that I do? Because for, and the thing that's interesting about your business is, you know, there's lots of um, life coaching services out there, but you are specifically um, helping creatives. That's what makes you different, but that's also what confuses people <laughs> because there's not a lot. I don't think, I think you're the only person I know who does this and it's a brilliant idea. I've been taking your course. So I've been listening to what you're teaching and what you just said is exactly what you're doing in your course. I, I noticed that. Right. So, so now you take that message, but refine it a little bit. And going back to your, your, um, see your call to action on your homepage that's what's a little bit confusing about that huge call to action you have. Turn your creative dreams into reality. Right. That can mean a lot of different things. Right. Because that, a creative. Right? We need to work on that. Yeah. Because a creative dream could be a really big goal that you have, like a giant one, exactly. like I said. Right. So if you go to my yeah. website, you can find all that. Right. But, but also, like, how do you do that? I help you do that. But I want to get more specific on how I help you do that or what you might need to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and I am finding it difficult to navigate this. It's not like I said, I'm going to become a veterinarian. Everyone knows what that person does. Right. But when you have this space where like I'm a photographer and a creative, I've done all kinds of that. And, you know, I have this story that then connects me with my business. And then how do I merge these two together? Because when I'm talking to people, they're like, I don't understand what you do. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so the, it makes the marketing more, actually even more interesting because I have to really get really clear, you know, on how I talk to people. So that that line um, on your website uh, that we're we're talking about the turn your creative dreams into reality. Something I like about that is there's an action in that in that line. There's a verb, right? Sure. Turn, yeah. Get it. Get it done. And I feel like um, you're speaking to somebody and, and you're, you're moving them forward. So if somebody is stuck and they land on your website, this we want this first line to move us towards what it is that we're, we're stuck with, right? Yeah. And so if you're, if you're aiming to help creatives build confidence through goals... Um, as you said, that's, that's wordy and muddy. Um, and it's, it's not speaking to me if I'm the creative. Now you did a good job describing, right? But you need to now convert this into some kind of actionable item that resonates with me, the potential creative. And I so think what I, I might, I was going to say, I, I think might, that's my trouble because this is how we do Like, this is kind of like what we do, but like, what is going to be the action? What's going to get you from that so, initial thing so to scroll words, down? Words that I'm taking away from this are confidence, creatives, yes. goals, right? So what I might pitch would be something like confidently achieve your creative goals today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you know what, Brie? Confidence mm -hmm. is the word I was thinking of also based on what I see you teaching in your course. That is what you are teaching your students. 
the questions you're asking them, you're asking them, what kind of blocks do you have to achieving your goals? What, what is it is making you feel like, you know, you have a creative block? That's the questions I see you asking your students. So I think confidence is a really good word to focus on. I like mean, my, the, my, uh, the six week program that I have going on is all about confidence, but we want confidence. The reason we want confidence is because we think it will help us achieve something. So come, it's not just like, I want confidence, right. but I want confidence because right. I want to do something like with mm-hmm. the, and, and having confidence helps us feel better about getting there too. So, and there's all, of course, there's, you know, we could go down the rabbit holes of all the different reasons and all of the things, but like we, there are, th- there are things that we are passionate about as creatives and we want to do those things. And what is standing in our way? Mm-hmm. So- I do think it's important to what you said that there needs to also be a goal attached to that, because to be honest, that is what's going to get people paying for your course. Yeah. Right. They have a goal they want to achieve and they're going to hire you to help them achieve that goal. And it's a goal that they're unable to work through themselves. That's why they're looking for your service. So that's the marketing perspective. Yes. And this is why people are taking my workshop right now because they have something they want to do and they feel that they lack the confidence to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we could just do a whole podcast on this, you know, (laughs) But going back to the the persona question that I asked at the very beginning of this was, um, who is this persona? And so now if we've got this um, actionable items, um, you know, uh, the the takeaway, achieve your creative objectives with confidence today or confidently achieve your creative objectives today, something in in that realm. Um, Now you said that uh, as far as you can tell, you're your own best client because you do all the work on yourself as well. Um, would something like that resonate with you or would it miss? And taking this, that's part one. The second part is building out your persona from a demographic perspective. Um, do you fit the demographic um, gender age, uh, family income, number of children, uh, location, uh, be it in, in the United States or a specific state or place within the United States, do you fit all of those or um, do you only fit like three of them based on how many, you know, the different people that you've been bringing into your course of late? Well, I've coached some I've coached older single women. I've co I mean, I'm just saying like, who's, who's come to me. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, women, my age also, um, men that are younger than me that want to grow that have, you know, that have some sort of block. I mean, Trisha, you see who's in my class. It's kind of, I mean, I have people. mix. Yeah. And I have, yeah. I, I mean, this is a worldwide, I have worldwide clients. So they're from everywhere, 
Right now it's because I'm a landscape photographer. And so the pool of landscape, it's mostly landscape photographers, but I do have, um, I do have a writer in my class. So this is for all, you know, this is for all kinds of people that are putting their work out into the world for people to see, you know, that we're creating something that's not always, I mean, you know, um, but let me, let me answer your question is, I don't know if I, I'm thinking back to my past self, um, because back in 2019, I created this big, huge goal for myself that Trisha helped me with actually, cause we're friends, but, mm-hmm. uh, which was super fun. But, fun. uh, if I had to go backwards before I became a coach, when I made that, I don't know if I knew I needed uh, that I wanted confidence. Because I was like, how am I going to get there? I wasn't quite sure. I just knew I needed help. However, sometimes we make these goals and then we see the whole, like I'm in so much self-doubt. So this is what I, this is what I'm thinking that then I want to speak to people about. Because I remember getting coached about having so much self-doubt, my inadequacy and all of that. And I remember going to and getting help with this stuff. So I think this is something that I have to then want to parse out is uh, what would I have, what would have resonated with me when I was in that space, deciding that, oh my gosh, I'm in this space. That's exactly what I need to finish. I didn't know that I wanted confidence to actually finish, that that is what was keeping me stuck. So that's part of my message is this might be what's keeping you stuck is your lack of confidence. Yeah. Yeah, that that tracks uh, really well. Um, you know, someone who's sad doesn't necessarily know that they're sad, right? Right. Um, and so, someone who's lacking confidence might not necessarily know that they're lacking confidence. That that's the blocker. And so, we might not want to include the word confidence in that in that spot because that might not resonate. Instead, however. But I, w- I do want to say when people have come to me, they're saying things like, I have so, I like, I just lack the confidence. That's actually what they're saying. Right. And right. So, so, yeah. And I don't want to say move out of self doubt because I want you to move forward. I don't want you to think about your self doubt. I want you to know that I can help you with your confidence part. Like, sure. yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Well, like, it's <laughs> it, it takes a lot of massaging, and it's very difficult. Yes. I think that you're you're uh, connecting this value prop or or the initial call to action um, on the hero portion, you know, above the fold of your website um, to the poetry for Neanderthals is brilliant because um, while we do struggle to uh, find the single syllable words to represent the thoughts that we have in our head. Um, those are quick and easy to read. And while a 10 year old definitely knows multisyllabic words, um, we're not really speaking to a 10 year old. We're speaking to adults who need to process and digest uh, within an instant. And that's why we try to make it so simple. So, um, I love love your idea of connecting it to poetry for Neanderthals, and I think that 
I'm going to start using that. <laughs> You're <forward>. welcome. <laughs> it's only because I have uh -huh. the game here, but there's a fun right. little stick. There's a fun little stick so you can have someone next to you and they can hit you if you say more than one. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. Once, so once so do I need come to well, your website? Well, hang on a second. So do I need to like sit down? I think sometimes this is just sitting down too with yourself mm -hmm. or with someone else. And parsing out, like sitting and going, what's the word? What's like, what are the short words or the one words that are the, my, like I was going to say my buzzwords and just writing them all down and knowing that I need a call to action. Like I want to draw people into me and then, and then just, and really chewing on those and seeing how those all fall into line. Right. Like that, is that the work? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely part of the work. Um, when we uh, write articles, I, I can write a 3,000 word article relatively quickly. Um, but when I try to write the title for that article, it's, it's painful. It's very, very difficult. Yeah. And so what I used to do uh, when I had a lot more free time was um, I, would, I would try to write 20 different titles um, for the same article. And then oh. I would read through each of those 20 different articles. Sometimes I would A-B test the, the, the titles to see which ones got the most clicks or what have you. Um, 20 is a big number. It's really, really hard. But if you were to try and write 20 different um, headlines for that spot on your website, which is the, the prime real estate, it's the one place where people come and make that decision to stay or to go. Um, it deserves the work. Yeah. And 20 might not even be enough, but 20 at least will hopefully get you something that works really well, much better than what you've got currently until you may decide to do the work again in a year or two and see what, what else you can come up with now that you've got more um, buzzwords to play with and what have Data One points. thing I would recommend though <laughs> is, is um, avoid jargon in that spot. You know, you, you want to speak very, very plainly and clearly. And uh, the jargon is to be found deeper within your website and the internal pages and your, your content where you're getting hyper-focused on things. Um, but it's to be avoided at all costs on the homepage, especially in that spot. So a buzzword, sure, but nothing that's jargon. And you know, this is such a, that is such a great activity. I was thinking, write the story of my business and what I do and then write all those titles. That could be really interesting. I think I'm going to do a blog post on it. Like, what is the story of my business? Why not have all of that in my, you know, on my website? Something like, yeah. And, and something like this, you know, you, if you go to your Instagram feed, um, which is just uh, Creative Minds Coach, right? For anyone who's listening, um, you'll see that there's you've got some great quotes, you know, some ins inspirational quotes and what have you. You've also got some ideas for things to for people to do, and then there's you talking to the camera, um, just giving little tips and, and tricks. And I would I would argue that whenever you're speaking to the camera you probably have a lot more traction, a lot more viewers, a lot more engagement because people aren't just listening to your words. They're reacting to 
you, your facial features, your facial expressions, the, the warmth that you give off. Um, and so any story about you and where you came from on your website is going to, is going to yield so many more results because these people that are coming to you who lack confidence probably, um, and I, I don't know nothing about nothing, but I would guess that many of them lack trust in others, right? It's like, who do I trust? Who do I know? And so if they don't really know you and they don't know your story, then you're just another business slinging some, you know, snake oil. Whereas if they know your story, they now have this connection with you and they've started building a relationship with Bree Stockwell. And to, to you, you don't know nothing about them, but they know who you are and they start building that trust. And the more that they um, communicate with you, even through just reading and accessing your story and your blog and and your feed, um, the more and more trust and uh, safe comfort they'll start to feel in you. And they will eventually, if you're selling what they need, they'll come to you for that service rather than anyone else because they know you. You're a friend. And, and I think that's what were you going to say, Trisha? I was going to say that is like a really good point. And one that I think that anybody in any type of coaching or counseling role needs to um, really per- portray in your marketing that people do need to see you as a friend, as a trusted friend. That is very good advice. Yeah. And I think it's actually being, I've discovered over the past six months for myself that, you know, as even I build my own confidence, that I actually enjoy being on camera and I love making the connection. So all of that is like, that comes naturally to me. What happens in there's stuff that happens in my head. I'm like, maybe people don't want to hear that. Right. So, so there is stuff, you know, like I am doing all of this work on my own self because there is stuff that blocks us from whatever we're going to do. So, uh, so yeah, I love me. It's not even just about selling. It's about, I love making the connection. So how can I even like make, do more of that because that will connect me to others and I love it. Well, this is why this is the perfect job for you. Yeah, I know. It's right. (laughs) It's something that you wanted for yourself and you're learning through having the business and it, it, it's, you know, um, you're helping others through your work. So yeah, let's, let's, let's start spreading that message. Yeah. It is important to know when you are like, when you're doing something that you really love and you're passionate about, you know, figuring out what you're good at and what resonates with you personally and all of that you know, all of those things are, yeah. Yeah. So super great. I'm going to do that. I'm going to write my story. (laughs) That's a great idea. And talk more. You're right, Daniel. I do want to talk to people more. Something, something I, um, I typically start the digital marketing bootcamp that we teach with is the statement that digital marketing isn't about marketing, selling things. It's about building relationships. Yeah. Um, and if you can build a successful relationship, then when, if somebody determines that they need a thing that you provide, they're coming to you because they have that relationship with you. The price is hard is, is hardly a factor in that decision. 
um, you might outprice yourself. And, and there is that conversation for pricing strategy to be had, but ultimately those decisions are moot. If I know that you've got a thing um, and your price is your price, but I know and I trust you, then I also trust that the price that you're, you're pitching to me is fair because you're fair. I've decided that we, you know, I can trust you. So um, building that relationship anyway, however you can, um, will have an, uh, a knock-on effect of creating more uh, opportunities for you from a business perspective regardless. Um, yeah. So go out there, be vulnerable, as uh, Brene Brown would say, and um, be your true authentic self. And if people are attracted to the story that you have to, to say, um, then the chances are that they'll come to you for whatever service you're willing to provide them should they ever require it. Yeah. Yep. Good advice. And so now, and if not, <laughs> go ahead. Well, yeah, if, the, if they don't need your thing, but they have a friend who needs a thing, then they go, Oh, I know something. <laughs> Good so point. they start marketing and advocating for you because they built this, you know, this social relationship um, that could be completely one-sided. Um, exactly. They, they seem to trust you. Trisha, yeah. what were you going to say? I was going to just say, so now, now thinking about all this, everything we've said, trying to establish who your persona is, what your message should be, how you want to um, incorporate that in your marketing, your website, your, your, I know you have an email newsletter, your blog, your social media activity. How do you do that? That's the trick, right? So you, you've put some good thought into this. You're thinking about it. Um, now, now, how do you execute? So, should we take a look at your website? And, and oh, see we'll see? okay, <laughs> fine. Let's and, do that. Let's go take a look at your website. And while you guys do that, I just want to say, like, this has been doing the website has been a super interesting journey for me because initially it looked totally different. <laughs> it did. I yeah. remember. Yeah. So, and it was very dark. That's yeah. what I remember because you showed it to me. It had a lot of dark colors, and I felt like that wasn't you. I'm like, you are bringing light yes. into people's lives. Let's make this like a very light and clean, bright website. So that was a good change. Yes. So made. I did a lot of work last summer to change a bunch of things and and really just simplify and make things seem like, to me, they seem really clean and it feels organized. Um, I know now there's some things I want to add and do, um, but I feel like there's some good bones there for me. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, now I think it's time to do this work where I, I hone in on my messaging, but also all of the backend work, which I think we're going to talk about now, to then help refine it a little bit more. So now that I've done that, this is like, all of this is such good timing for me, seriously. <laughs> good. Well, since we started talking about the design, let's talk about design a little bit more here. Um, so you're or incorporating a lot of your photography, which is good because that very much speaks to you. Um, there are some, we're talking, we've talked about the CTA. We need to think about that. Um, from an organization standpoint, um, so your top nav is missing, a, a nav item that I feel is very important. 
<laughs> and I told you about this at some, one point and I, and I yes. you just didn't do it anyway. <laughs> I didn't. I was like, no, I'm not going to have that. But no. you know, part of it is experimenting and seeing, uh-huh. and now I see the need for it. Okay. So. It's, it's it, for the listeners, it is a contact nap item. <laughs> There's no contact page. And it's because you were thinking, I, I understand you were thinking you wanted people to try to fill out your work with me form yes. and then you would contact them. But sometimes people just want to quickly contact you. They don't want to fill out your form. You know, they just want to know how to get a hold of you. Right. Well, I had, so you, I, you do need that. I actually had, um, and, and part here's this, I, I haven't told you this story, but the, a little side story to that is, when we do these things, and especially me as like, I am a photographer, so I house that on my site, you know, and I, you know, have different things going on. Um, I don't have like a ton of different things, I think, but uh, I had someone contact me because they wanted me to present to their camera club. And they contacted Mm -hmm. someone else and said, hey, do you have Bree's email? Because I can't find it on her website. And they tracked my email down. Look at all the things that they had to do. They had to track my email down and then email me and then ask me. Like, (laughs) or my friend, I can't remember, or my friend forwarded it to me. So I think I just want to make it easy for people to do that in case there's some interesting opportunities come up that I have no idea are out there. So yeah. It's yeah. a it's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, so so I'm, it's, go ahead. <laughs> it's it's interesting that you say they couldn't find your email. They shouldn't. Okay. You should not have your email on file. True. Um, there True. are Chrome extensions that we can use to pull emails out to try and track them down. Um, oh, like a form, if, like some kind of like right. Fill out so this you contact, need a contact form. Yeah, you need a contact form that's not your uh, e-newsletter subscription and that's not your come work with me form. Got it's it. a, I need to, I, I have a question to ask you um, or, you know, I want to tell you something's broken on your website, something that doesn't fit into either of those two boxes. We, we don't want to put our email address anywhere on the website because of spam bots. I right? think that was what um, I didn't want to do. And so I wasn't right. quite sure how to do so that. So, okay. You, you just create a contact form in a, on a yeah. dedicated contact page. Um, and if you have, in some cases, some, some clients of mine have uh, multiple people that they want you, the visitor, to be able to contact so we just have different forms or a selector tool within the form that says, contact me for this, 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 or this. And then it can get segmented, you know, and filtered into the right inbox accordingly. But you have a contact form that will go to your email. And then when you respond, you respond in email, right? But then that's that's your choice, your decision to make and, and your power right. to, to withhold. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Cause that's what I didn't want to do is have my email address on there for like, you know, out there. So, um, and that can be a good, anyway, that can do, I'm doing multiple things now, including helping people with their podcasts. Exactly. (laughs) So that can be the good contact point. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. So some other things about your nav. So when I look at a nav, um, I feel like it needs to make sense in the order of people want to learn about you. Okay. Um, you have work with me as your first nav item after home page. 
I don't know, Bree. I almost feel like that should go at the end. Um, you want people to learn about you first. Um, that's just my opinion. Also, something that I think is a little bit confusing, just going back to your message, is so you have a lot of things about you here. Work with me about your blog, your podcast portfolio. So you should have your portfolio on there. But then sometimes I think people might think this is your art artist website. Um, does that make sense? I, I kind of wonder if you should create a different, maybe that should be a sub nav nav somewhere. Maybe you I, have I a nav feel item. Like, yeah. I, I feel like your portfolio needs to be off the website. Yeah. It needs to be somewhere else. Yeah. You need to have your I, own website for your photography. I agree. What's it, it interesting though is I do have people like I know photographers and they will come to my website to look at my portfolio and then they will be like, what else does she do? So I have people come to my website. If I, if I put them off, if I put them on another page, it dead ends there. And mm -hmm. so because I'm trying to, I, I, I wanted my website to be a one stop everything. So okay. that if people come and look at my portfolio, they're like, I, so I have like prints, like I do sell prints, but that's in a sub nav underneath my portfolio. Right. So it's not like my main thing, but I mean, there's, I guess there's a lot of arguments, but I do have people coming to my site to look at my portfolio. If but I do, could you, mm -hmm. could you just link off to your portfolio? I don't know. Or maybe it's, it's just, it's going to make it more hard to market you when you've got multiple um, things you're doing on one page, right? So, um, and I get that you're you're referencing each other, but um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, truthfully, it is doing what I'm doing is I'm combining my coaching work and my creative work to do what I do. And I'm like, oh, is that what my website is? I think this is just part of the conversation. Yeah. When you're hired as a photographer um, and they sign a check over to you to pay you, uh, who do they sign it off over to? So, um, <laughs> Trisha knows. Do you know the answer to this, Trisha? So this is I what I'm so. navigating right now because in the past, my photography started as like a serious hobby. That's why I have like my, the only money I've made on my photography has been through prints or someone contact me to speak and that's it. Like that's not a thing on my website, but now I'm going to be running photography workshops. So now I have to figure out where though, where that goes, like, because I want people to see the page for it, you know? Um, so now I have to figure out where all those things go. So could so it just you... be under photography or? Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's kind of, it's, it's something that we often call a silo. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, when you, when you think of uh, maybe some of the best um, providers of digital marketing tools and content and uh, all the things is a, a company called HubSpot. And um, when you go to HubSpot, they do a lot. They have their own software as a service, which is their customer relationship management tool, phenomenal tool, very expensive, but a phenomenal tool in and of its own right. But they also have lots of other offerings. Um, mm -hmm. So they create a silo. If you're here to learn about the tool, 
you're going to go to this space. But if you're here to get free marketing advice, you're going to end up on their blog and the blog for marketing. If you want to go into advice for sales, you're going to end up on their blog, but their blog for sales. And it's a totally separate silo. And while you can navigate from one to the other, you're in different places and uh, it feels a little bit different. Um, So that doesn't translate perfectly over to here, but when you are doing your taxes and you've got prints that you sold, are they going under the LLC of Creative Minds Coach or are they going under uh, NDA? I mean, excuse me, uh, your your social security, you know, a doing DBA, as a DBA, another DBA. Right? No, it's just then, all going into my my Creative Minds Coach. Okay. Yeah. So. So maybe then you're, you're building your brand and, and it's a lot bigger, but that muddies the water of what is the creative minds coach. Mm, yeah. And it, it gets really confusing. Are you a photographer? That's an yeah. awkward name for a photographer. Right. Are you um, a consultant? Are you a speaker? Are you a, a coach? What, what, what are you? And the name suggests coach. So anything else makes it really confusing. And the last thing you want to do is make somebody confused. Now, the people who are coming to your website are probably coming through referrals, right? They, you know, they're coming through people who they've spoken to. Um, I haven't done a, a, a Google search to find out where you land um, recently, but I don't imagine that you land on the first page. No, no offense, right? No. So they're not coming through search. They're coming through referral, which means yeah. that they're coming to do an informative background check, basically. Are you as legit as the person suggests you are? Um, and so it's okay to see these different things, but as your business grows and scales and they start coming in through search, there are going to be a lot more questions. And so maybe what you need to do is silo things. You need your your portfolio. Yes, you want people to find it from here, but it's a separate thing. And mm. so it needs to go into a separate subdomain, even just portfolio.creativemindscoach, but then we're still under that name. And so it muddies the water and gets really confused. So like, I'm curious, um, and I think this might be directed towards Trisha, what I just have on my nav, something that says photography or, um, uh, I, I don't know. And here, and here's the thing is you guys, and you guys, I'm talking to like to everybody who's out there listening is our businesses grow and change and evolve Uh over time. And this, when, when we were setting up my website, I don't, whenever this was not really a thing, like I wanted a little piece for my portfolio, but all, a lot of this stuff was not a thing yet. And so figuring out where all lands is then, you know, as you move forward is the work. So now I'm like, well, maybe do I need to have Bree Stockwell photography on a whole separate URL? And then when you mm-hmm. click on my portfolio, it goes there. And then uh, I do I have to manage two websites. I don't know. <laughs> so Okay. So that, these are good questions and you're right. Like as your business grows and you start adding things, it starts, you start, I have the same problem with my website. I do a lot of different things. Um, so here's what I see you doing. And first of all, Brie, this is, this is when I look at your homepage, everything you have on here is advertising your, your coaching business. 
that's, I have a client who also does a lot of different things. She's an author. She teaches a, 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 you know, a course up at UT. She's, she has art. She's an artist. And we have the same kind of um, challenge with her. How do we put all these things on one website? Her homepage looks different than yours. On her homepage, we have different buckets that talk about what all the different things she does, right? You, your homepage, you are advertising your consulting business. That is the primary function of your website. And by, by the way, we've already already determined this client should have a separate art website separate from what she's doing. That's well, funny. and she also okay. has, like, she sells her art too. So there should be yes. places for, you know, which I do right. too. So, yeah, you know. So Brie, yeah. what, what occurs to me, what occurs to me is um, you're an artist. So portfolio works, right? That makes sense. But it's Brie's art. It's not the portfolio of creative right. truth. Yes. That, yes. That to me would be case study. Ah, that, okay, that, yes, that, that makes sense. Studies. That makes sense. Yes. So under about, I would have our story or my story. I would have our work or my work or my art or my photography or whatever. Yep. Um, because it's about you. And so then it's a natural segue to the other website, Restock mm. Photography. Um, and from over there, you would also need a, a link back over to Creative Minds Coach, but one that's a, a more natural kind of link, maybe in your about section. These are the things that I, I do alongside the photography. This exactly. is just my side hustle. Mm. And then this is my, my day job. And you know, over here, it navigates you back to, to this space. So they can see, Oh, you're, you're talented too. This is awesome. You can have a note, all of the um, images on this site. I, I shot them, you know, you can put that somewhere. I'm super proud. So they can see that you're a creative artist yourself and, and they can connect with you on, on another level, mm-hmm. but it's, th- this is your business and that's your other business. Right. And they need to be separate. Yeah. If I had to guess, there's quite a few people listening to this that have these different buckets, because if we're talking about like not a giant business, but even like, if we're like, you know, these entrepreneurs that like to do all kinds of different things like you, Trisha, like both of you do different things. Yeah. How do you merge that and make it make sense on your website? So people don't get confused. Mm -hmm. So that, all of that about my photography and all of that is, is it's a really good point. Yeah. And I agree with Daniel, what he said, that's exactly what I would do. I would put it under your about as a side and breeze breeze portfolio. Don't have it be about the coaching because you're everything else says coaching. Everything else says coaching but, except that item. But your, your, your coaching portfolio is missing. I want to know who you've yeah. worked with. I want to know point. your success cases. I want to know, I mean, it would be great and a great opportunity for your, your clients as well, potentially as a backlink, you know, here's, here's who I helped and here's a link to their stuff and here's who I helped and here's a link to their stuff. And you're just building um, this, this network and these case studies uh, simultaneously. And it, it's, 
multi-beneficial because if you're linking to their website, then it's an opportunity for uh, more people to find them as well. Not all of your clients obviously will have a website. Not all of them will want you to link to them yet. Maybe they're still struggling with confidence, but the minute they have busted through that confidence blocker and they're ready to put themselves out there, wouldn't it be great if the coach was celebrating with them by turning them into a case study and, and yeah. showing them off? Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, and that's what we do on our last week. <gasps> All right. <laughs> we celebrate. By the way, by the way, week six in my workshop is <laughs> celebrate. Very and there's so many reasons to do it. So, yes, I agree with that. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Good. All good points. I Thank have you. to point out one Tiny thing, we won't spend a lot of time on it, but I know that you noticed you have this little um, hamburger three dot icon on the far um, right of your nav, and it doesn't need to be there because all it's, it's doing is opening up your social media nav. Um, people expect that to be like an actual menu, and they're very likely not going to click it because you have all your nav items uh, up there anyway. You don't need it. Get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Where, where are you? I, you? I actually, I actually left it because it's just part of the template the theme the theme yeah. and i didn't know how to get rid of it so okay um we'll get anyway rid of it. i might have to pay i might have to pay you to do that okay <laughs> i i can help you with that you have your your social your social media icons in the footer which is great that's where a lot of people expect to find those that's all yeah. you need so that's all you need okay so let's talk about like um technical this is where daniel can give you some good advice uh, you're, I'm ready. All right. The, your health score and all that good stuff. Daniel, what, what, what do you have to say about this? <laughs> all right. Well, for... you guys, if you're not watching the video on this, he has his hand over his face <laughs> and truthfully, you guys, when you look at, when you look at how like my speeds and all that stuff, am I like, am, like, where is my website on par with some of the other ones that you've looked at that have not had like professional tweaking? Do you know what I'm saying? Like what um, I, I feel like I'm kind of average on that, on that sure. place. From a, yeah? from a performance perspective, your score is um, perhaps average. Yeah. It's not, it's not shocking. Um, your accessibility score is quite high. Your best practice score is uh, in the green, so that's great. Your SEO score is green, so that's good. Um, the SEO score is kind of misleading, in my opinion. Let me let me uh, go back just a minute for anyone who's listening and not actually looking um, <clears throat> at watching this, and I'm not even sharing my screen at the moment. But uh, you know, when when we are um, talking about uh, performance indicators of, of somebody's website. We use a special tool. Um, the tool is a inspection element within Chrome and even uh, Microsoft Edge uses this tool, uh, even though it's built by Google. Um, it's called the Lighthouse tool. So what you need to do in order to access the Lighthouse tool is you open an incognito browser in Chrome you go navigate to the website, you right mouse click on the website, and then you select inspect down at the bottom of your, of your choices. That's pulls up the, and y'all, this is, this is easy. This is easy. Yeah. Cause I did this on my own and I'm not a technical person. <laughs> 
So with the inspector tool open, um, the inspector tool section has its own navigation items and they read something like elements, console, sources, network, performance, memory. One of those is Lighthouse, the Lighthouse tool. So you select the Lighthouse tool and then you just click Analyze Page Load and this will perform an emulated experience on the website, getting it to load, and it pulls out these uh, CWV, the core web vitals. And um, these are basically statistics on things that are done well and things that are not done so well. There are four categories, performance, accessibility, best practices, and SEO. As I was saying a moment ago, the SEO is kind of misleading. Um, it should never really be anything less than 100. Um, anything green is supposed to be good, but even if you have 100, that doesn't mean that uh, anyone is ever going to find you on Google. <laughs> it just means yeah. that you've done the bare minimum standards in order to uh, be found. Okay. Um, that's probably unfair. Uh, but it's, I'm in green. Okay. Yeah. You are in green. <laughs> right. Um, but I'm not a hundred. The accessibility is really, really important um, for a group of individuals who, no pun intended, <laughs> often get overlooked in the web space, and those are the visually impaired individuals. Um, accessibility also attends to more than just visual impairment, um, but that's a, a key, key factor. Your accessibility score should be nothing less than 100. Even when it's 100, it doesn't mean that a visually impaired person um, can access every aspect of your website, but at least you've, you've done the best within the parameters that you have available being a non-developer. Um, best practices, yeah, those are hard to get 100 sometimes, so 92, uh, kudos. So all, all of the green, yeah, if you do a, one of these Lighthouse reports on you know, any random website that you find on the internet on from page five in a Google search, for example, um, they're going to be terrible. Typically they'll be yellow or red. Like your performance is, is currently red. Um, a 41, because this is an emulator, it's not using real world data. There hasn't been enough real world data, um, for us to get that kind of granular information about how fast your page actually loads. So it runs it on an emulator uh, to kind of pretend. And so these numbers change. And what I do for my clients is I usually run it three, four, five times, and I'll find the average score. However, the best score that you might run could be truly the, the standard, right? The average. It, it could be because this is just an emulator. So, um, the worst score as well could also be. <laughs> so you try to find something that's reasonable. When I'm selling to a client, I'll probably take the lowest score because <laughs> it's the easiest one to, to fix uh, quickly. Um, but a 41 really means that your page takes 10 and a half seconds for, for it to load. 
before people can start engaging with your website. And as you know, that's a long um, time. I already yeah, know. That's, that's <laughs> a long time. Uh, we, we have, you know, the attention span um, shorter than a goldfish these days. And so while that probably doesn't impact someone living in the city who has, um, you know, Google fiber or something like that. They, they won't, it won't take 10 and a half seconds for your website to load. It'll load practically instantly because they have the best type of connection available. But someone living out in the Texas Hill country who has patchy internet service, it, it could take them 10 to 20 seconds for this page to load. And that means they just never came, right? They just didn't do it. Even with a strong referral, people are not likely to stick around for more than five to seven seconds, right? So um, these numbers really mean that whoever's coming to your website, well, sweet, they're dedicated. They're really interested because they waited this long ass time for your page to load, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's good news. Um, they're I mean, already I want sold. dedicated clients. Yeah, <laughs> we want more. <laughs> we want more clients. That's the whole point, right? <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I need. I need people to be able to find me. And tell me this. Tell me this. When your page, when you know Chrome, and uh, when they detect that it takes so long for it to load. Mm-hmm. It, that that does not give you the the Google does not like that, right? Oh no, that that will negatively impact your page load speed. Uh, excuse me, your search engine result page score. Um, so page load speed, uh, and it's particularly mobile. Um, that's the key indicator for your search result. Um, if you have bad performance in your CWVs, your core web vitals then you get pushed lower and lower and lower down down the search results. Now, that's not to say that it's the only factor. There are plenty of number one ranking websites that have terrible performance, but they also have 250,000 visitors a day going to their website, accessing their stuff, who clearly don't care that it takes these seconds to load. And they're clicking in deeper pages. They are not performing the same search or a similar search moments after leaving the website. So this tells Google that they found what they were looking for, right? Um, So this is not the only factor, but when you're a nobody and we don't have 250,000 people coming to our website every single day, um, then we better tick all of the boxes possible in order to try to compete, even to get on page two or three. And so, yeah, your, your performance being a 41, while it's average, it just means you're average. You can be on page five results. Good luck with that. Um, if you I never be on, click to page five. <laughs> yeah, well, again, you have that conversation about statistics. None of us do, Bree, mm-hmm. unless we are really, really searching for something that's, that's not there. Yep. You know, 85% of us click top one, two, and three. Yep. And 12% of us will, will go below that. Maybe one to 2% will go to page two or three. Yep. You know, 
And when we get to page two, we don't scroll down. When we go to the top, top of page two, right? Yep. <laughs> if we didn't find it there, screw it. Yep. I'm going somewhere else. I'm asking a, the wrong question. So right. yeah. um, you really don't exist uh, on the internet right now. Um, yeah. From a search perspective. <laughs> well, I don't exist in, in Google's eyes. <laughs> well, Google right. is, you know, <laughs> that's where people are going to find you. They are the eyes. They are the eyes. I know. They are. Well, okay. So okay. True. We can, so we can true. have that conversation. That's not true. That's not true. Oh, okay. Um, TikTok. People oh, yeah. are going to TikTok, true. doing searches on TikTok to find things. And uh, right it is replacing a lot to YouTube now. YouTube. I heard YouTube's yeah. super growing. Yeah, anyway. YouTube is is growing because they've added shorts and they're they're trying to compete with TikTok as well. Um, yeah. But YouTube is Google, so that does have a, a, an overlap effect. But um, if you're creating videos, shorts that can go onto YouTube and or TikTok talking to people about people, trying to help people. I had this conversation with someone. I was inspired to do this two minute video. Here's what happened. Here's the background. Here's what I advised. Um, if you fit into that category, maybe this little piece of advice will help you. Let me know in the mm. comments. Yeah. Um, yeah. People will I mean, start finding that. To be discovered that aren't your website, but a website That's can right. be super important. Well, no, no, no that aren't Google search. Your website is still, right. you're, yeah. you're going to send them to your website in your bio. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, that's what I meant. Yeah. The Google search versus other searches. Like if someone comes to my social media, like Instagram, they can, they're interested. They see what, you know, they see what they think I offer and then they can go and click. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so speaking of Instagram, um, your, can can I be a little critical? Do you mind? <laughs> well, I just ha- I'm going to revamp it, but okay. I did just have an Instagram review, so FYI. Oh, you did. Okay. Well, what what yeah, did yeah. they? What were the so findings of your it. Instagram review? Well, I need to change that. Turn the creative genes into reality. I need to hone in on my bio. Um, and I think overall, I just want to be talking more often, do more videos, have more, um, have more quotes from me, Mm -hmm. um, and more, more of this. Like, I think I posted recently, um, uh, uh, not a client success story, but like a a testimonial. I like those just more of that. You know what I mean? So So. I do know what you mean. Um, I would say that lifestyle is really, really important. Um, So while it is important for you to talk about things and and help people, I also think that it would be fun to see you out being creative, just doing your thing. uh Yeah. Yeah. I'm posting those. I'm posting more of, I'm going to be posting more of that in my stories. Okay. Put it in your feed too, Um, though. And your yeah. grid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna ask you, <clears throat> Trisha, I'm thinking about something, so I'll I'll message you, Trisha. Okay. <laughs> I'm debating, I'm debating on something. So. Um. Uh, so yeah, your your website, the the very quick and dirty is it's it's too slow. Um. You want yeah. to take whatever steps you can take 
uh, ha- not having access to the back end. I can't tell without doing some some heavy lift how heavy your images are. You know how how we could compress Probably them. I would imagine. I would imagine that there's a little bit of work that can be done, but that's probably not your your heavy lift. The heavy lift is maybe who's your hosting service provider, um, and ultimately what theme are you you using in WordPress because your theme is probably uh, creating a lot of bloat. If you've got you know one of these bigger themes, Hello Elementor or Divi or um, what have you. It's a Genesis theme. Um, okay. Then it's probably full of stuff that you're not using, but it still gets Maybe. called. It still gets delivered. And all of that is a time sap on the, the speed at which your page can load. So um, if you want to really enhance your performance, you should probably consider using a, a lightweight theme without a, a page builder. Um and then you can probably get some, some things to go faster. <laughs> um, some, I like that. Some things. <laughs> it's very hard to achieve a perfect lighthouse score um, with themes that are kind of pre-built um, without building it yeah. something from scratch. Because it does add a lot of extra stuff in there you don't need, bells and whistles that weigh it down. Um so really, it's just about even, what you do to improve it a little bit. Even your Google Tag Manager, um, if you were to uh, find another way to connect your Google Analytics to your back end and kill the Google Tag Manager, you'll get some points back. Hmm. Um, I, I'm, if you are using uh, LinkedIn um, Pixel and Twitter Pixel and Facebook Pixel, um, and you're using Google Tag Manager to manage those pixels um, and add them for you, then that Tag Manager is, is showing itself to be a, a drain. So even just finding um, a way, a solution to inject those pixels into the header or the footer, depending of every page on your site without using the Google Tag Manager, I think that that will get you a few points. Um, you guys need to do also, a blog post on that so I can read about it. Do an article okay. about that. So I can read about we will do that. You're, you're also not using um, uh, next gen images. <coughs> Excuse me. Instead of using JPEGs or PNGs, you could convert those to a WebP format. And those are much smaller and load faster. Um, okay. Are, are you on SiteGround? Who's your host? Yeah. 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 Okay. So you can use the SiteGround tool for that. Um, Yeah. I'm wondering. And the one. Go ahead. Sorry. The the one accessibility thing. They're just scrolling through. They were just scrolling through like all of the different (laughs) things. So when you click on, you can click on each thing and it can itemize what might be your biggest problem. Right. Right. So, so um, under the okay, accessibility, accessibility score, under the accessibility score in your lighthouse result, um, it says links do not have a discernible name, and heading yes. elements are not in sequentially descending order. These two um, issues are very easy to fix. 
So they should be, and then you'll have a hundred for the accessibility. So you can click on um, many of these items that get pulled up and it'll take you directly to that within the code. So links do not have a discernible name. Um, you click it and it takes you to an item which has no name and inside it, uh, it has some kind of icon. Uh, it takes you to the shopping cart, but there is no shopping cart on your homepage that, that I can find, right? So that's being injected somewhere. Um, maybe is it oh. on the footer? I think it might yeah, be embedded it's... because when mm -hmm. when someone puts something from a print, like they want to purchase a print, mm -hmm. then the shopping cart then appears in um, in the uh, the nav bar. So that okay. might just always be hovering there, waiting for someone to activate it. Does that make sense? So maybe that's I mean, another reason to take my photography to another link that's oh. off that site. Okay. So mm -hmm. speaking of that, Brie, I'm in your portfolio right now because I've wondered how big these, um, these portfolio images are in your gallery. And this is what I saw. I opened it up and the image went in like this. <laughs> it just like, yeah, struggling to, to load. And I'm on a very fast internet connection. So if I'm, if I'm having a yeah, hard time getting it to load, they're big. <laughs> so now I need to figure out like now with that, I need to figure out what's like, cause I want some great image quality when you pull it up because I, I want people to see that. But also, um, also what's the fine line that I can have the least amount of uh, the most compression with the best, like, um, without compromising a lot of the image quality, right? This, because it is photography. Yes. And this is totally a challenge with artists. I was just talking about this in our course last night, our WordPress course. Um, yeah, when you're an artist, you want your, your images to look better than the average person. You care about that because of the detail. However, I care about it. I get it. However, I can already tell that you don't need to have them as as big as they are. So it really is about going yeah. to Photoshop. I know you know how to use Photoshop and just playing with it, Brie. See how, see, play with that slider, the image quality slider for JPEGs. See how yeah. low you can get it without losing enough, uh, too much quality. And also pay so, attention to your file size. Like I have a feeling that they are, um, they're the file. Yeah. This is 17. The, yeah. This is 17 megabytes. Yeah. This one. It's too big. Way too big. Okay, yeah, that is too. Yeah, that is too big. So she pulled up. She pulled up one of my images, um, uh, one of my fine art images, and yeah, for sure. So I use Lightroom, and when I export it, I can export it in a different file format that will give me good quality so, without. Like, I I can play with that. Seventeen megabytes is way too big. I it only needs to be like less than two. Well, look, Brie, it doesn't like even need to be two. Two hundred. The KB. rendered size. <laughs> The rendered size on your on your web page is uh, seven ten by eight eighty seven pixels. That's as big as it is on my screen. It's the original is forty eight hundred and change. So if you yeah. want to make it, you know, twelve hundred, that's going to make a significant impact in that seventeen meg. Sure, and then exactly. You, you yeah. reduce you reduce the the quality 
down to um, in Photoshop shop down to a four maybe. And now we're talking like 250, 300 kilobytes. It'll be beautiful. That's a significant difference. Yeah. 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 I'm, yeah. lo- I'm it'll looking. Be be- it'll still be beautiful. Yeah. I'm looking at the physical yeah. size, like the space. And it looks like that this space, uh, I bet you could go 800, 800 pixels wide. And that would be enough. That's my guess. Yeah. Start there. And, <laughs> and I have, um, you know, anyone who's an artist also has artist friends. And there you can reach out to, like, I have a friend who does this. You know, he sells a lot of prints. And so I'm literally just going to reach out to him and say, what size do you put on your website? What size images? What so? What's uh, another what's thing? Longest, Brie, like pix, the longest pixel per whatever. So what's what's to stop me from uh, just downloading this and printing it myself and framing it? Yeah, you pretty much are. I've have got, got like, I've got seventeen megabit. I've got the perfect. I don't need to pay anything to anybody. I've got yeah. it right here. I just download it. Absolutely. That's well, a problem. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm giving you some, I'm giving you some work because this is yeah. not something that you can do. You need to watermark it. Um, so that people can't do that. Even if you don't compress it, even if you don't change it, you need to watermark it because otherwise people are just going to steal your work. Mm-hmm. Actually, actually, uh, I want to argue with you just for a minute, Daniel, because I've talked to a lot of photographers and they all say it doesn't matter because if you are going to steal something, you already know how to do Photoshop. You can bring it into Photoshop and you can edit out the watermark. It's easy. No, super no, easy. I, I know, you know how to steal so? it because I just write mouse click and save, save as I, yeah. I mean, we're talking sure. I'm just saying if there's, if there's a watermark on it, it's, it's super easy to like, edit that out okay but but brie what he's saying is you've got print quality that's the difference like yes anybody can steal your jpeg like your low-res jpeg they can't go and print that and like make a print you've got the print quality that's the biggest difference. that's the problem that's what he's saying and um for sure oh yeah i agree yeah (laughs) that's what you don't want to do I didn't even realize that I was like how can I give so here's the thing is I was like how can I give my viewers a really great experience because part of this website process is how do you give the people who come to your website a great experience Mm -hmm. right like the use because we are talking about user experience but I was giving them a lot more Mm -hmm. than what I wanted back to your what you were saying maybe you should put your portfolio on a web separate website that's not a bad idea Brie I mean you are going to be weighing down this site with those images even when you compress them so maybe you yeah. do have it on a separate in a, on a separate URL that you're just linking to because the goal is to get your coaching website to the top of the search, right? So that's just one way to kind of um, lessen the, the, the load. <laughs> so that's, that you might want to revisit right. that idea. It's not a bad idea. Right. And then it just, it just hyperlinks or there's like many, I, yeah, I, I guess I need to figure out how that looks. So yeah. that's going to take some, that's going to take some, um, some thoughtful consideration on my part is how do I want that to look and what do I want that user experience? Um, so and, speaking so, real quickly about okay. user experience, yeah. I've got one last thing I want to add. And I know we talked about it uh, in the last recording that didn't work. So I want to mention it here for you again to drive <laughs> it home, but also for yes. anybody who might listen to this later. 
Um, you have, when we access your website on the very first time, you have a pop-up notification that happens straight oh, yeah. away. Oh and yeah. It's a, it's a terrible user experience. Um, <clears throat> I, I would, I would question whether anyone has ever done the action, whatever it was, because I didn't even read it to find out what you were asking me to do. Um, I would question whether anyone has ever done the action that you're asking them to do in that pop-up. Um, I think once. Yeah, people don't. Once. Just, people, it, that happened. Yeah. That used to be a thing. Everybody with a newsletter thought, oh, if I stick this in people's faces, I'll get lots of signups. But really what people are discovering is no, actually people get really annoyed and they're like, I'm out of here. Um, ad agencies do not even do this anymore. No, it's, it's become Google, kind of a faux Google pas. penalizes websites now. Ah. If you have something that happens oh. um, on load, it'll be a penalty. If it happens when somebody nap, you know, moves their mouse towards the close tab screen or the, the close window screen, um, then it won't be a penalty. Um, but, uh, you know, still you need to check your data and find out how long you've, you've been using it, how many people have bounced, um, and, uh, what, you know, what your, your strategy really is and whether the tactics you're using to implement that strategy are working for you or not. I would, I would say this tactic is not, however, the paid feature of that same pop-up window whereby you can trigger it on, on moving to close that might, especially because who's going to sign up for a newsletter before they know who you are, mm-hmm. right? If that's the right. action, they yeah. need to know who you are before they care what you have to say, much less, much less want more of uh, it to land in their inbox and, and you know, fill their inbox with un. Uh, desirables, right? So give them an opportunity to access your website, navigate to different pages. And then maybe when they go to close, you can throw in the pop-up. So I'll turn that off. I'll turn that off today. And then I'll give me a little Google juice. And you have also speed up your page performance. Yes. Yes. You have your newsletter subscription on every page. I'm looking on it. Every page. I mean, it's going to get seen. (laughs) So you don't, you don't really need that. Yeah, I do. I do. And on purpose, I've done that because it's easy, it's easy to add in and it's a, you know, no, I get it. And so, I mean, it's not on every single page, but yeah. Email marketing yeah. would be really um, an effective marketing tool for you. That, I mean, it's great that you're doing that. Um, so I think that's great that you have it on every page like that. Um, okay. So one last thing that, that we could suggest as far as getting your um, website up to the top of a search, right? That's a goal is make sure that you are planting really strategic keywords in your content everywhere. I don't know if yes. you've ever done a keyword word search before, but you want to plant words that people might go to Google and type in and, you know, and your website is going to pull up because of those words. And it may not be obvious. So, so I can go, if I'm right, I can go to my Google analytics on my, um, for my page mm-hmm. And I can see how people are clicking on my site versus the searches that they do, the keywords, correct? I mean, there's multiple ways to do this, right? So Daniel's doing so I know that. There are multiple yeah, ways. Yeah, is he to, doing one now? Yeah, there's multiple ways to so, do this. 
I'm, I'm not going to your data because I don't have your data. I'm going to Google. No. And then I'm using sure. a tool called Uber Suggest. Okay. It's a Chrome tool, a Chrome extension tool. Um, and so I've gone to Google with a, a search and Uber Suggest takes my search and then tries to uh, pull out the data of other searches that have been similar in nature to show me the volume of searches over the last month. Um, if somebody's running an ad on that, that keyword phrase, how much average are they paying per click? Um, and the, <clears throat> um, the competition, like if it's, if there's a lot of competition that's out there on that same um, keyword strategy or not, it's the free tool um, there are better tools. SEM Rush, for example, is a much, much better tool. But if you are on a limited budget, then you can just do a Google search, run Uber Suggest, and see what it has to say. Um, and really, what I would recommend is instead of looking at related searches, I would look at the questions. And that's a paid feature. So um, another place to go is Answer the Public answerthepublic.com. Um, this tool. These are good. You're going to put these in the notes, right? So we can click on them, right? Uh, I will. Now, <clears throat> answerthepublic.com was, was recently bought by the same person who owns Uber Suggest. So he is uh, going hardcore after making a bit of a monopoly in this space, which I'm not a fan of. I'm, I'm not a fan of him either, but these tools are helpful and useful. So it is what it is. But for example, um, overcome creative block, right? We can go to um, answer the public and we can type in overcome creative block and we can check in the US and we wanna see what kinds of questions people are asking in and around this keyword phrase. Now, there's a brand new tool called Chat AI um, chat GPT rather by open AI. And we can take that very same question. What questions are being asked and ask it. So what questions, it's not even opening. There we go. What questions are people searching for answers to, uh, revolving around quote, overcome uh, creative block. Yeah. And then it will check on the data that it has from up through 2021, and it'll come up with these different questions. Um, you could give it a number. What are the top 10, top 20, whatever. Now we've got lots of different questions that we can build blogs around video logs, you know, vlogs. Uh, we can do little shorts. We could uh, use these as inspiration for a TikTok um, for anything, right? So how can I break through a creative block and come up with new ideas? Well, that's a great question. And here's, here's what I have to say about that. It took, you, it, it took you seconds to come up with this list of questions that people are asking. And then you're the authority this or an so awesome. authority in the industry. Just answer it. It is awesome. Okay. It's a very awesome tool. <laughs> it's very, it very helpful. Totally awesome. 
Can you put that in the notes so I don't have to write it down right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm doing that right now. This is very a very um, good way to make sure you've got the right kind of content on your on your website, right? Yeah, because yeah. because it's important to know at the, what's so fascinating about this is like 10 years ago if you're building a business you don't know what questions people are asking unless you just start chatting with people. I mean, look, I think it's really important to talk to your people, whatever we're doing. That is partly what we're talking about is mm -hmm. you want to talk to your people. You want to find out what they're having a hard time with and how you can solve that. Right. Um, but having this like little hack to see what people questions are people actually yeah. asking and then you can, and then you just know, you know, so there is the human component, but also just being able to answer these. So huge. Yeah. Now that's go, huge. Now. So do that research and then go write a blog post addressing one of those things, discoveries that you find. Right. Right. And you just keep building that content and, and, um, well, you know, keep blogging and adding things. Here's what I would recommend. Yeah. Reels. I just want to talk to people. Well, <laughs> you take this. You take one of these questions that resonates with you, that you've, you have something to say, and you go and you do a video, kind of like a little interview, but it's a yeah. long video. You know, you, you might talk for 15 minutes on this subject, 10 minutes, maybe just five. Then you take that transcript from that video and you convert it into a blog. All right. And you might want to reword, clean up check some of the keywords and, and use some synonyms. If you feel like you overused a particular word. Um, and you can, by the way, go to chat GPT and ask it some synonyms for this word and it'll pump, pump them out for you. Um, and so now you've got content on your website. It's supported with an embedded video from YouTube. The YouTube video links to your website to that page where you've got the transcript and, and what have you, then you go and do a, a TikTok or a reel or a, or a YouTube short or all of them. And you do a one minute TLDR or a 45 second TLDR. And you say to learn more about it and hear mm -hmm. what else I have to say, follow the link in my bio. And that points back to the full video and the transcript on your website. And Bob's your uncle. In, in digital marketing, the digital, digital marketing world, we call this creating link juice, link juice, just everything connecting like that and building it up. Right. And helps to push your website up to the top. So, well, and here's the other thing for me as a, as a small business owner, or just a, I'm a solopreneur, right. Is I want to be able to save things that I, that I'm an expert at, but also I want bang for my time, right? My time is important to me Absolutely. because I don't want to spend all my time marketing. I want to spend time coaching, right? And, I want to spend time doing the things. And growing your business right? and, and so, getting paid. Yeah. Getting paid is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. for sure. And so taking one thing that you create and making it into multiple things and having some creative ideas on how to do that is super huge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's like, once I fix some of my like SEO, like there's so many, there's so many moving parts to all this marketing. So, and it's just so interesting. I have some yeah. really great ideas. Good. Well, you know what, Brie, you so, have a really awesome um, idea here that you're, this business is a very cool idea that I have not seen and, um, you know, I, I, you need to get the, the word out. 
that that's what we want to see you do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> and I I wouldn't I wouldn't wait on getting the website fixed before I started building the content because yeah. the fix of the website no. is no. is no. not going to impact. They're mutually exclusive, so you can do them at, simultaneously, and you can squirrel and and you know go up to this thing and then get distracted and go to that other thing, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah, um, I like doing so. Sorry. <laughs> so one one question we have for you is, um, thank you for doing this podcast yes. with us. But um, is there yeah. anything that you want to say or you would like our listeners to to do after listening to this podcast with Bree Stockwell from the Creative Minds Coach? <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to know more about what a, uh, a creative mindset and confidence coach does, then you can go to my website. But also, I want to invite you to do two things. One is, first, sign up for uh, and join my creative circle. This is what I call my email newsletter. It's I call it my creative circle because I want everyone to come and join me and talk about you know creativity and, and all the things, but especially because I do uh, every Monday... I do a newsletter called Monday Motivation, and I talk about all things that will help you um, get motivated to do your week. So, and I have really loved doing this. This has been one of my favorite things. And it was actually spurred, spurred by a, um, a colleague who I said, what do you have the most problems with? He's like, I want to be motivated. I'm like, we can do that. So, um, so anyway, so come join me for my Monday motivation. And if you want to see, I do, I'm right now doing, um, I am, uh, I have a wait list going for my April, uh, creative confidence workshop. It's six weeks. Trisha's joined me. It's really, it's really so much. It, it's amazing. I, I love it every single time I do it. And, um, just to go to my website and find out more, it, it really is huge for anyone that's in the creative space on how you can build confidence. You can make all the things that you do easier with more confidence. Yeah. And that is what I love. So yes. come join me. Yes. And that's it. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Brie. I, I, I have really been enjoying your um, course, by the way, it's been, you've been teaching me I'm, some things. I'm so glad. Speaking of enjoying, really, I really isn't enjoyed it more this, than this just podcast. confidence? <laughs> I just want to say, I think this course is so much more than just building confidence. There's so much more wrapped up in how, like, understanding our minds and how we work. And there's just so much to learn in the world. I Absolutely. just love it. And thanks for having me, Daniel and Trisha. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us uh, again. And yes. taking the time away from your family and and everything again, um, it was really take good. two. Uh, much appreciated. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the We Rock DM podcast. We hope you found our discussions on digital marketing and web design and development helpful and informative. Don't forget to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date on the latest trends and strategies in the world of online business. We'll see you in the next episode of We Rock DM, where we make kick-ass stuff kick-ass.